Rob, it's time to leave the electronics store. This is Best Pictures, the podcast where we pick our favorite movies for every year we've been alive. I'm Cody Lunsford, and I'm joined, as always, by... If this is the last thing you see, that means I'm dead. This is Chad. Wait, you know who Superman is? I'm Mark. Chad, I'm sorry I interrupted you. I forgot you were going to say your name. It's fine. Do you want to restart? They don't need to know my name. We can do another take. No, no, no. This is like, it's it's whatever. Let's just move past. I so, Weird energy today so far. Um, so far. So, but here's what happens on this show. <laughs> Best pictures. You probably know it by now. We each pick our favorite year. We pick our favorite year. Mine is next I year. I like the year two. Ow. Solid year. Not a lot going on. I like 3000 BC. Hmm. Mm. So the first year? No, no, I meant the movie three thousand BC. That's not the name of the movie. There's what a is movie it? called? Is it ten thousand? There's a movie called There's ten thousand. That's that's. Mm, uh, what is it? Uh, God sitting around trying to imagine the Earth. No, it's a man, <laughs> idiot. There's a man with a saber tooth tiger. I watched it. I don't really remember it well, remember but I trailer? did watch that movie. I like year one. No, you don't. <laughs> I like not very good. I like 2012. That, uh, so I've yeah. I've never seen Year One, but there is a mm-hmm. joke from a clip that they released during the release of that movie that has stuck with me uh, since that year, whatever it was. Um, year what One, was it, like 2010, 2014 is what 2014. I want to say. Okay, uh, but there's this joke where Olivia Wilde's character says to Jack Black, like, "I need you to enter." the holy of holies and jack black says well that's convenient because i'd like you to sit on my poly of polies jesus it's actually 2009 so it's way older than i Yeah, I was gonna say i think it's before 2014 so i remember it being out in high school since 2009 i've thought about that joke pretty regularly polies of polies is pretty good but because holy of holies Mm -hmm. it's that double entendre (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I understand. But then they totally ignore the double entendre to just make a rhyme. The poly of polies. Right. Yeah. So anyway, on this show, we talk about our favorite movie for every year we've been alive. We also talk about what the Oscars pick for the best movie of the particular year. And then to wrap things up, we pick another movie that feels important to us in some way for that particular year, which is what we're doing on this episode. This is... 2008 and today we're talking about cloverfield the drew goddard scripted the matt reeves directed the jj abrams produced piece of movie marketing history that ended up being a bit of just a standard monster movie but before we get into that movie let's talk about what we saw at the friggin megaplex mark you go yeah Yeah, so i uh I watched one of my most anticipated movies of the year. If you had asked me, even this time last year, I would have said, I'm looking forward to, A, being out and about around town through the months of March and April. Um, But, B, I'm looking forward to the personal history of David Copperfield, the Dickens adaptation by the Veep guy, Armando Iannucci. Um, Then it came out, and I did not watch it. Starring the star of our yes. the subject of last uh, last episode. Dev movie. Patel. 
Um, yeah. And it really made me realize that Dev Patel loves starring in movies where, like, for half of the movie, it's a younger actor playing his character. <laughs> he did it again in this one? Yeah. Dev, you cannot keep doing that. I mean, he, like, so it's about, like, David Copperfield, like, oh, being a, being a writer, and he, like, writes a story from the very beginning. So, like, he's kind of, like, he introduces the, Dev introduces the movie and then, like, goes back in time and, like, you know, like, watches himself be born and that kind of stuff. But, like, you know, he's the narrator, so he's there with his younger self kind of deal. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's good. I don't, it wasn't, like, revolutionary or anything. I, I didn't know the book, the Dickens book that it's based on. So it had lots of twists and turns that I didn't see coming. But, you know, it's, like, 200 years old. So it's not that you know it's not like it was doing anything i had never i had ever seen before um but like hugh laurie was great in it tilda swinton was great in it right. um peter capaldi was good in it Dev patel's mm-hmm. good in it it's a pretty stacked um, cast it is a pretty stacked cast who am i forgetting um there was some character that i was like who is this and i looked him up and was like oh it's like this actor that i know and love but i have forgotten who it is mark what a phenomenal story ben wishaw paddington paddington Mm. himself with maybe the worst haircut i've ever seen that man have is he kind in this movie no oh no not at all that sucks he if there's a villain of the of the movie it's probably him but like there isn't really a villain not the good bear well, he's not a bear. He's you a know he's being. done other things. Like he's Q. He's a very famous James Bond character. He's Q. Tuck. I think I would have remembered uh, seeing a talking bear uh-huh. in a Chad, James the, Bond movie. The the bear well, you don't is watch him, so you bear. actually wouldn't know. I've seen. He's uh, not in Casino Royale. I haven't seen Casino Royale. I've seen. He's not in Quantum of Solace. He's he's only I've, seen Skyfall. I've seen and Skyfall and Spectre, and oh. I have seen Quantum of Solace as well. Well, he's not in Quantum. But you should okay. have seen him in, in uh, Skyfall. I don't remember seeing a talking bear in that movie. I'll, I'll have to watch it again. I really liked that one. No, you are going to have to watch it again so you can watch uh, mm-hmm. No Time to Die, which is supposed to be mm. really, really good. I'm just going to watch No Time to Die without watching another James Bond movie. Okay, but the problem is you haven't seen what is arguably the best James Bond movie. What, Casino Royale? Yes. I'll watch that. I'll watch that one before, but I'm not going to rewatch. I'm not going to rewatch fine. Spectre or anything That's like that. Fine. No, That's, you don't. Don't to. rewatch Spectre. No, no you don't. No one should rewatch Even though Spectre. it is going to tie directly into it like the rest of them have, but you'll be able to follow it well enough. You just need to the girl for the last one. Yeah. But no, you need to watch Casino Royale. I think oh, yeah. that's probably the best one. Skyfall does rule. Casino Royale is just. I do I like I Skyfall. Perf- I just don't get the hype with James Bond. I just don't know I why. I really only like property. the Daniel Craig ones. Here's the thing so. with James Bond is that they're action movies and yep. there's spies. Yep. That And the, again, it's the Craig ones because I went through and watched all the ones and I can see the value in some of the older ones. There's some of the older ones that I think are interesting pieces of history, but the only ones that I really want to rewatch are the Daniel Craig ones because mm-hmm. they're good action movies. Yeah, and also there are like sexy ladies. Yeah. Sexy ladies. Okay, yeah, wow. That's Gangnam wow. style, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, was a real sexy throwback. Lady. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of very timely references using songs from pop culture, Chad, you want to talk about Tom and Jerry? 
Um, I don't know how that ties into my movie. It doesn't. It literally start with birds rapping a song from the early two thousands. Uh, I didn't recognize that song, so probably. But do you think it wasn't like an original song for the movie? <laughs> I didn't know. I just didn't recognize it. But uh, don't they look. do TikTok dances or like take selfies or something in the movie? They they have Instagrams. Um, right. So here's here's the thing with so here's here's my week, guys. I or my weekend. Your week. I that didn't really work. Drove all the way out to Pomona. Hold on, Cody. What was that? What was it's supposed to be one week. You could have been like, "It's been your week." Yeah, that's what it should yeah. have been. So should here been. is my week. It's been my weekend, uh, ladies and gentlemen. The Maybe week- it's not your weekend, um, but it's gonna be your year. That's an all-time low song. Daniel Craig says, "Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend." <laughs> yeah, that's that's good. another thing. Um, but my weekend consisted of me driving all the way out to Pomona to go to the Mission Tiki drive-in because it's been a while since I've been to the drive-in theater. It's been a while. There you go. That was a good one, Cody. That was pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, You're back. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Um, <laughs> God, it's unhinged. <laughs> hey, listeners, if you want to skip ahead a little bit, Chad's movie was bad. Cody's movie was good. We'll get to the we'll get to the movie later. No, no they have to wanna, hear about it. We have to hear about it. So. I, I drive out to the drive-in. It's like a 45-minute drive. And when I get there, the line of cars is out the venue into the street. That's not a good sign. And so we're just sitting in standstill traffic to get in. And, like, it's showtime. Like, it was a double feature for Tom and Jerry and Minari, which is a bizarre pairing. It's but fucking stupid. I was here for it because I kind of wanted to see Tom and Jerry, and I really wanted to see Minari. So um, since it was showtime for Tom and Jerry first... I since and we were waiting in line in standstill traffic. I just pulled up Tom and Jerry on HBO Max on my phone and put it up <laughs> on the dash, so we could so we wouldn't miss anything, you know. By the time we got in, yeah. And then we get to the booth, and the Tom and Jerry Minari tickets were sold out, and uh, we couldn't get in. So we drove back home, and we finished Tom and Jerry, and we did not get to see Minari, which I would have rather talk about on this podcast. Did you? But alas, we're stuck with Tom and Jerry. Did you pause Tom and Jerry on the way back, or did you just keep it playing on the dash? I paused it. I mean, it was like a fifty-minute drive on the interstate. I didn't. I didn't want to mess with that. Just and like Tom and Jerry don't talk, so it's not like I can like listen to the dialogue. I, I got lots like, of visual watch. gags. Yeah, a lot of visual gags, and and you'd hate to laugh so hard you drive your car off the interstate. Right. right. There were a lot of wrecks on the way home too, which was weird. But anyways, we got home. We finished Tom and Jerry, and it's a very frustrating movie because they did like a really good job shooting the thing and doing the animation on the thing and right. even like some of the performances were very funny rob delaney is hilarious in this he felt like he was calibrated to a certain level of wackiness that most of the rest of the cast wasn't on um yeah. and, it, and it fit like this cartoon world they were in um chloe grace Metzer is okay jost Jost was basically just doing Jost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah that's, uh, that's all I would have expected from him. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's fine. He was like playing like a rich guy getting married on a hotel and Tom mm. and Jerry's antics were like messing that's, up the wedding. That seems like a stretch for him to be a rich guy getting married at a fancy yeah. wedding. Let me guess. Yeah. His wife was also like extraordinarily hot as well. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, I don't believe it. So 
this was a world where every single animal on screen was a cartoon. And I that's liked, cool. I liked that about it. I do like um, that. It, but aren't like there was a scene where they like busted in through like the kitchen at the uh at the hotel and they had like legs of ham hanging up and those ham legs were cartoons. Oh that's good. That's, that's good. That's good. But it's Chad aren't humans also animals in their own right? Uh, wow. No, they're not. Okay. That makes you think. So well, I got that answered for me. Yeah, they're not. <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've been pondering that for years. So well, you never asked me. Um, I should have. But then the script. That's the issue. It's uh, all, the story is very boring and dumb and bad. Chloe right. Grace Moretz kind of like through line is she's like a millennial who's trying to get a job. And so she fakes her way into this job. Hey, and then spoiler the job alert! Involves like catching the mouse so that the wedding doesn't get ruined at the Awful. hotel. Here's the other thing: Chloe Grace Moretz, not a millennial, so like having her play a millennial is frustrating. Well, maybe Wait, how I old mean, is Chloe maybe Grace maybe Gen Z? Then I don't know. Like, how old I is think she? she's older Gen Z. Okay, like if she is, she's just barely like she's on the cutoff line. Sure. Born in '97, that's like the definition of the cutoff line. That yeah. is literally like yeah. right on the line. Yeah. Okay. But she's in that bracket of like just graduated college recently, mm, okay. and like and has no experience, and is just trying to like fake it into the workforce. So that felt like relatable. Sure. I guess. Yeah. But yeah, Tom and Jerry have Instagrams. They. <laughs> Uh, I hope that's a pull quote for this episode. Can I follow so, them? So yeah, Tom and Jerry have Instagrams. <laughs> I'm just gonna Google on Instagram and search for Jerry. The but the the physical comedy between the two of them was just golden as it always is. It was very funny to watch them, and they were very yeah. cute. And I like it when they like set aside their differences and team up. And spoiler alert: that happens at one time in the, at one point in this movie. Oh, it's almost uh, like th they're not both villains. So. This movie They're not both villains. <laughs> this movie paints Tom in somewhat of a positive light, but the yeah. thing about Tom is that <laughs> he's the one that always has the angel and devil appear on his shoulder and he right. always succumbs to the devil. He never oh. succumbs to the I angel. didn't say he was perfect. I just said he was misunderstood and he wasn't always in the wrong. Yeah. Wow, J both Jerry sides from Cody over here. Jerry starts it in this movie, which I yeah, felt like I owed Cody an apology. When that <laughs> <happened>. <laughs> Although, yeah. so what happened was first scene of the movie, Tom is like pretending to be a blind cat playing the piano mm. in Central Park <laughs> for like tips. And ah, then, the Stevie Wonder is what we call that, allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Stevie Wonder con man. Um, and so also he, Helen Keller. <laughs> Well, he okay. wasn't he wasn't being a deaf cat. And I don't think Helen Keller oh, you're right. the piano. So as far as you know. As far as she knows, she didn't well, play the piano either. Okay. <laughs> sorry, I'm so sorry. So what was I saying? Oh, I Jer know. Jerry sees that he's like scamming people, and that's when he starts picking on him. So like it's kind of they're both in the wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But Jerry is the hero. Um, mm. just a quick update. Uh, at Jerry on Instagram has zero posts. Is following zero <laughs> people. Has two thousand three hundred forty followers. Okay, yeah, that's you know the what shit I say that to frustrates that? me. You know what I say to that? Oh, at no, stop. Fuck Jerry. <laughs> stop. I knew where that was going. I saw it. 
um yeah i don't know that i'll be checking this flick out it doesn't sound as frustrating as like scoob was which just like was a misfire on every level so i had a much better time watching this than i did watching scoob this had redeeming values scoob Mm. had none right uh tom and jerry was like cute at the end of the day it was like funny like i laughed i laughed a lot watching it but it's like man the the human storyline is just there's yeah, so why many scenes. do we need it? Is I every time they it. do one of those like, oh, they're in the real world this time. I'm like, I don't want, I don't care. They're tunes. So what I did appreciate about this world is it, it took the world at its face value, where all animals are just tunes, and that's just how it is. It didn't try yeah. to like be like, now they come out of the TV or whatever. The it Smurf is. shit or yeah, whatever. N- yeah. Nothing like that. So that I appreciated, but it was just a like if you take tom and jerry aren't interested in like the wedding plot at all they're just interested in getting each other so it's like you have this movie where the a plot isn't doesn't really matter to the two protagonists of the movie tom and jerry Mm -hmm. it's just so it's just a weird feeling but uh, it's 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 funny throw it on but also you can just throw on old tom and jerry cartoons and that'd probably be more enjoyable on the same streaming service yeah so yeah um, i would love a sequel where they're a little more dialed in um because mm-hmm. i liked the visual style of it a lot it was fun yeah a lot of the lighting techniques on the characters were really impressive cool another update here at tom is much more active on instagram but still hasn't posted since march 18th 2020 is so it i think myspace uh, tom it's tom brow uh not myspace tom but he is like a I don't know. He like does stuff on iOS apparently. I don't know. This was like a fucking nerd. Hope he's okay. Yeah. Hasn't posted in a year, so Tom. Yeah, he hasn't posted too. since the coronavirus has started. <laughs> like that's the dark element now of looking at yeah. anybody's social media presence. So Cody, you watched the documentary? Yes, I watched of... Billie Eilish, yeah. "The World's a Little Blurry" on Apple TV Plus. Let me ask you this. Okay. If I photoshopped a picture of Billy Eichner with huge eyelashes and said, it's Billy Eyelash, would that be funny? Like three years ago. Well, it's gotten to the point where like no one knew who Billy Eilish was three years ago. Although you watched the documentary. Uh, no, so. That was when yeah, I first heard about her. And when, I, years? when no. I first heard someone mention Billy Eilish, I thought they were talking about Billy Eichner. Um, yeah, so Ocean Eyes, I think, came out maybe three years ago or so, but her, her debut album was 2019. So I watched Billie Eilish, The World's a Little Blurry, which is the documentary film on Apple TV+. Plus. Um, about... Someone should get her a pair of prescription glasses. For what reason? Because her world's a little blurry. How oh, did you not understand okay. that joke, Cody? <laughs> Well, because before Chad was making off-pod jokes about eyelashes, like he's a hacky uh, I think that was on-pod. That, that was on-pod. And then the, I don't know I, how this I, is I being stitched think... together, so I assumed it would be cut out. Look, I actually look, think that I that had... was one minute ago. <laughs> I had to take the, a work call and... Uh, it threw Cody off. So Listeners, this is what him. you missed. Cody took a, or Chad took a work call. I got uh-huh. driver license stuck in my head and yeah. Cody's thing about High School Musical, the musical, the series, part two. Season the two, B- the Beauty and the Beast, the musical, the series. Yep. 
Yeah, we're um, caught up. <laughs> so, the Billie Eilish documentary, it, it, it kind of catches her at a really, like, interesting time where she is in the middle of recording her debut album um when we fall asleep where do we go where do we all go um she is in the process of recording that album and it follows as she kind of becomes the biggest star on the planet in a lot of ways and right before she wins um best new artist or before she wins, uh, she sweeps the Grammys, basically. Oh, like I forgot she, she won, like, song, album, record. She won song, record, album, best new artist, and Phineas won producer of the year. What did Ferb win? God, I hate I hate it here. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, if you're wondering, this is the first episode I've, like, been drinking during in maybe a year. So, I think this is honestly one of the best episodes documentaries oh. that i have ever seen legitimately i think wow. it is so good and i you think watch it, just about all of them too i watch a lot of them there are some that are just like the performance the concert performances and those are good in their own ways but um i don't always love them this one's a really good mix of where like you'll see her perform full songs but it feels kind of like narratively important to kind of things that are going on or like just structurally important to, you know, whatever. But there's like real storylines throughout it. it. It is long, but that allows like really breathable human moments to happen. It does not feel like a manufactured documentary in any sense of the word at all. It's, very compelling and i think it's it's a good watch i i mean i think billy eilish is one of the most interesting artists doing stuff right now you know i would and her probably brother. agree with that in terms of like most interesting like uh mainstream pop artist yes definitely she she's doing something that nobody else is truly and yeah you know a lot of it is her brother Phineas as well and you see their dynamic and um that kind of stuff but like you're really allowed to kind of sit with her and realize this is happening to a 17 year old and she is like dealing with teen things dealing with how hard it is to be a teen in a world that is like falling apart and growing up with depression and suicidal thoughts and health issues and all that kind of stuff and becoming famous to the degree where you're not allowed to be normal anymore um i just i haven't seen many docs that are i don't know that i've seen any doc that captures that one specific moment um, because she was like doing shows before she had an EP that like did well, but it, I mean, it's just a stratospheric rise that yeah. happens. Um, like, no, she absolutely like kind of came out of nowhere. No one, like I, you know, you ocean eyes was released, but I did not hear yeah. it. Like really when bad guy came out, she just came out of nowhere mm-hmm. similar to little Nas X, but I feel like she had more, like she kind of had a whole album, whereas Little Knox S kind of like had to put together an EP, right? Um, and like, and, and it's interesting that there was already a documentary crew following her yeah. while that was happening. I mean, there's a lot of like home footage 
uh, towards the start, you can kind of see that they definitely went back to grab some of those things. I just think it's incredible. I think as a movie, it's very, very good. And I think there's moments in it too, where I was like, she is a creative mind that's going to be around for a while. I could truly see her like transitioning to like directing film. Like you can see her brain work in pretty interesting ways. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, I don't think I could recommend it highly enough. Truly. I, I think it is the best version that something like this could be and I think it would give people who only know bad guy which is when I heard it when I was resistant to her because I don't necessarily love that song it felt edgy it felt like a team being edgy um but then I did go and listen to the rest of her album and think it's phenomenal I so I think this um this doc will also kind of help change your mind on that. I think it'll give you an appreciation for her as a musician and an artist. And it's just a good story. And it's a peek into things that we don't always see. Um, like people are have... always telling me, though, that the music documentaries are going to make me change my mind about the artists. And they never do. They never have. Right. But like I said, I think this is the best version of one that I've ever seen. Um, I mean, the the one it's most comparable to is probably Miss Americana of last year because that one focused mm. so much on Taylor Swift deciding to be politically vocal. And so it was about, it was more than just, I'm going to put on a show, I'm going to make music. It was about her as a person. And I think that's where this happens a bit more. Um because I've seen them. I've I've seen the Katy Perry doc. That one's solid. Um, I've seen the Jonas Brothers one. That one's fine. Um, I've, fuck, I guess I've seen three Jonas Brothers one. But the one that's an actual doc. Um, there were two other ones? I mean, there was the 3D concert experience. Oh, okay. And then there was the concert, the just pure concert film. Which yeah, concert so films boring. and like musician docs are very right. different but then but there was a musician doc one that i saw and it's it's fine chasing um, happiness yes yeah. um i saw that one it didn't change but, my mind about the band <laughs> no but i think this is a compelling film is, is kind of my biggest argument like i don't think you have to necessarily love her music to get appreciation out of the movie because it's like it's such a compelling story. I don't know. I'm going to be bugging you guys to watch it all year because it will probably end up being one of my favorite movies of the year, I think. Oh. Um, this is a 2021 release. Release, yes. Okay. Yes. Um, I don't know. I get excited when documentaries are really good because um, sometimes they can just be really dry or just information, but... I don't know, watch it. <laughs> I mean, that's what I will say. It's a it's a good um, watch. I don't think you'll be bored during it. You'll learn. So shit. that was shot with like a handheld kind of like a like a I don't know like found footage kind of documentary. Not really. At least part of it. You said like home videos. Yeah, I guess some of them. Uh, that reminds me of another movie, movie I saw recently. You're like, what was that? Uh, Paranormal Activity. Oh, interesting. Cody, is there a movie that it reminds you of? No. Well, mine reminds me of Cloverfield. Oh, yeah. Speaking of which, that's the movie we watched for this week. This bonus episode. The 2000, uh, we watched the 2008 bonus episode movie, Cloverfield. 
That's right, Chad. We, we already said all of those things. So, sorry, well, we I was were, trying to make a transition here. We were doing a smooth as hell Imagine transition. The year is 2008. Matt Imagine Reeves there's no Matt Reeves. He's going to make Batman one day. Mm-hmm. And Drew Goddard is writing it. And you're like, Drew Goddard, he's going to write a Bad Times at the El Royale one day. And J.J. Abrams is going to direct it. And, you're, and you think to yourself, he's going to make the worst Star Wars movie one day. <laughs> it's not and, the worst one. It is. Well, not, we're not going to get into that. but <laughs> It's not. The prequels exist. The prequel. Anyway. Okay. Well, Shut up. You know what? Okay. <laughs> Shut up. Um, uh, it really is like that. The team that made this movie. Yes. Is better than this movie. And uh, yeah, no I like fucking shit. <laughs> the movie's pretty good, though. Uh, here's my takeaway. No, it's not. Um, I um, it's got some good scares, some good suspense. It's sure it's if I've really, never fucking seen a movie before. It's I, it's it's some really well done like VFX shots that aren't like in your face about it. Like th- there's all these VFX shots that aren't designed to be like looked at for very long because the the camera will move across like news footage of the monster pretty quickly, and you're not like focused in on it. And it makes it feel like more real. It's 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 a cool technique. I really I really like it. So you know, like sometimes when like in film history classes, you'll watch like a movie from the like 30s or 40s, and you'll be yeah. like, ah, this is definitely of an era, and I appreciate what it did for the era, but I don't enjoy watching it. That is how I felt watching Cloverfield this time. And it also makes you think a, a little bit like I appreciate it that it was important for the era, but yes. I don't know if its influence was a positive influence. That's arguably true because every fucking monster looks like the Cloverfield monster now. Oh, I just admit that like too many handheld shaky cam movies. Yeah. The thing is, you can trace that back further though to like Blair Witch and Paranormal Activity was before this. And And there were more of those ripoffs than there were like. Paranormal Activity was not as much running around with a camera in your hand, though. Paranormal right. Activity right. was famously like a camera was in the corner of the room. Yeah. And Which did not move. I don't know that the first Paranormal Activity movie is better than this movie, but I would say maybe the, the, almost the, all the other ones The are. second two are, for sure. Yeah, two and three definitely are. Um, three is like... It's not fair how good that movie is. I actually think two, three, and four are all better than this movie. Did I watch? I I don't know why you're pretending like Paranormal Activity One is bad. It's pretty good. It's not bad. It's just if you watch it now, it almost feels quaint in a similar way Mm -hmm. that Cloverfield kind of felt to me. I also think that Paranormal Activity was definitely a movie that you should not watch on your couch when you're on your phone. Fuck no. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Not that you should watch any movie while on your phone, but. No, there is a spectrum of on your phone mm-hmm. that movies should be watched with. Because right. like it'll sit there for like three minutes and like when the door moves a little bit, it's like yeah. chilling. Yeah. yeah. But if you're on your phone, you don't even know that it happened. And... I wish we had talked about paranormal activity, but it's not this year. <laughs> not this year. Yeah, I know. Um Cloverfield. So um my biggest complaint is the TJ Miller F at all. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Not not just because I don't like the man, right? Which which you don't, and which I which I don't. Neither do I. And I would go so far as to say this podcast as a whole does not like T.J. Miller as a person, right? But his character in this is one of the most annoying characters in cinema history. 
It's pretty fucking annoying. It's just, very TJ Miller. Yeah, just constantly being like, oh, what is that? Oh, oh, no. Yeah. And, that, and that's, I don't know. I, uh, I, I want to talk about this movie's place in history, I think, mm. a lot, just because I don't want it to be all we, me not enjoying this movie. Are we going to go deep on the actors? Not really, because who <laughs> fucking cares? <laughs> These actors, I, I was no like disrespect. scrolling through their Wikipedias, and I was like, oh, they were on like a one-season you know, drama show on NBC. Yeah, no disrespect, yeah. but yeah, no, I don't care. Like, um... The the who is the Lily something? Uh, I th- I thought Cody would pick that one up. Um, the the Marine character is is probably the actress that is like known for the most things. Well, no, um, the Lizzie person, Kaplan. Sorry, T. Lizzie Miller. Kaplan. Uh, no, oh, Liz, Lizzie Kaplan. And, and mm-hmm. Lizzie Kaplan and T.J. Miller. Yes. Yeah, Lizzie Kaplan was in a Now You See Me. She was in Now You See Me too. So like that's... she was also in the interview. Yes, she's in. She was in that show, and she may have got... I mean, she was in True Blood. She was in... She was at the end of Freaks and Geeks, right? Wasn't she the disco girlfriend? She was in Freaks and Geeks, yeah. I did not remember who she was in Freaks and Geeks, but I saw that in her credits. She is in Masters of Sex. Is that the name of that show? Yeah. Yes. Um, Yeah, no, she's the biggest uh, person in that. She's in the Robert Zemeckis film Allied. I don't. I don't know why you're insisting that she's bigger than T.J. Miller. Like he's he's in. Deadpool. I think T.J. Miller. Like, well, she's still working. I think. Yeah, that's the, the difference. Thing. But T.J. Miller, like after Silicon Valley, he he's got pretty big. Pretty big. Yeah. You know, Deadpool. He was yeah. like a, the comedic relief character in a lot of things. Yeah. 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 Um, we saw him at Auburn. Uh, I did not. I had to do homework that night. Did oh, he do I like a, sh- a stand-up show or something? Yeah. Yep. Uh, I didn't I saw get him. to it. Yeah, I saw him. Um, was it good? Yeah, it was fine. Okay. It was fine. It was TJ Miller energy. I don't was know. He, like, Cody wants her TJ Miller stand. Y'all ever smoke weed? That kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, it wasn't that kind of No, joke. not really. Okay. Was it like, oh, we're down here in Alabama. How many of y'all fucked your cousins? I'm sure there was some of that. That, that was every energy. stand-up yeah. show. I was like, yeah. So who, who's partying after this, huh? Mark, do you Whoa. remember the Jay Farrow show? <laughs> yeah. Let's not talk about it, but it got weird. It was really awkward. Um, that one got, I was at that one too. That you one were. Got so, got so uncomfortable. So quick too. So he lost yeah. the audience very Yeah, quickly. that one went weird. I mean, he, there was an interaction with somebody in the audience uh-huh. that. A misunderstanding on yeah. his part, I think. But. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> If you're curious, um, if you're curious, DM uh, Best Picture Pod or whatever our Twitter and I will is. not respond. At We Pick Picks. We Pick Picks. Um, thank you. Yeah, and uh, he so knew he messed up too. Like he, he did, knew he did, immediately. He did, he did. Yeah, it wasn't yes. like to his credit, he he handled it well once he realized what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, Cloverfield. When it came out, it or when the trailer came out, do you guys remember yes. the trailer? I just yeah, remember the, like the Statue of Liberty head was like the big mark. That was basically thing. it. Yeah. That, that was basically it. That you you see them kind of do the intro part with the party. You see everything go crazy. You see the Statue of Liberty head go down and then it just flashed 
1808. We didn't know the name of the movie for a long time, that kind of stuff. That was the marketing campaign. And the and the marketing made it really seem like it was a big mysterious movie. And that was the thing that I had in the back of my head while watching this. And I was like, this movie has no mystery to it. It just well, is a monster movie. Yeah, like pretty yeah. early, like about the time that the uh, the Statue of Liberty gets decapitated. You're like, okay, there's a monster. Right, but I'm like, oh, I thought, I mean, I know I was thinking at the time because they did a lot of like weird lead up and, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of the mystery box thing that J.J. Abrams loves to do. But this was one of those times where you open the mystery box and like there is no mystery inside. It was just all I wrapped remember... up in the marketing, which worked yeah. really well to sell the movie. But then when you keep it in that context it just doesn't necessarily like live up to that in the same way yeah so this movie came out uh, in the middle of lost's run mm-hmm. yes. and there's some little easter egg in this movie i didn't see it on this watch through but i know like dharma initiative is like printed out on one of like the screens or something at one point it might be uh... when they're in the military base or it might be like uh right at the beginning where it says like the the mm-hmm. area formerly known as Central Park, uh, mm-hmm. which is an ominous opening. Like, you got to hand it to him. Mm-hmm. That's like, oh, mm-hmm. shit, something's about to go down, like in the right. frame of the movie. Um, and that's fun. But uh, I remember there was like speculation that it was going to be tied into Lost because of like J- the right. J- Abrams of it all and then that Easter egg. And well, and Drew Goddard, I believe, was working on Lost. Oh, was he writing? On- he wrote a couple episodes of Lost, I think. Okay. Yeah, I Matt Reeves sense. was friends with all of them. Like, yeah, it, it, it would have made sense. Yeah. I just, and there's monsters on the island, but they're just made of smoke. and Just like right. a monster on the island, yeah. Yep. Well, there's and also the, there's the Hurlybird. Mark maybe has seen those. I don't know. Let's the, stay. The, the Hurlybird? That's in season one finale. This bird, this bird. The bird's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it yeah, sounds yeah. like it says Hurley. It goes yeah, like, that's all it is. Yeah. Well, I, I did not notice that when I watched season one, or maybe I did. I just forgot. Well, Hurley yep. like even says like, "Did that bird just say my name?" And then Jack is like, "No." Right. I think I was like agreeing with Jack in that part. I was like, "I didn't hear anything." <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Hurley. Yeah. But it looks um, like a pterodactyl. Oh. And yeah, it doesn't so- ever get explained until the epilogue on the season six box set. If you if you buy the box set. Okay. So that that that's that's what this movie is too like yes there may be easter eggs like hiding in the background but there is no mystery to the movie right um so it's so fascinating that it got marketed that way i know that at the time some people thought it was a voltron movie because in the trailer they say like it's alive which is a weird line for tj miller to like when he runs out and sees the monster to say it's alive. That is inarguably an insane thing to say in that moment. Yeah. You would just say like, monster <laughs> or like run. Yeah. It's like, alive. Yeah. He says like really obvious things in the movie. Like Mark's quote at the beginning is, you know who Superman is? I think he's just a profoundly stupid person who just says the yeah. wrong thing all the time. But but people thought it was a Voltron because when he says it's yeah. alive in the trailer, it sort of sounds like it's a lion and Voltron is a made of lions. Oh, He's a okay. robot thing. Yeah, cool. I know. There were all kinds of crazy theories at the time. And again, Man. 
it is just a monster movie. And that's what's so strange about it. If film Twitter was around when this trailer was released, I'd be so fucking pissed. (laughs) Terrible. No, no, no. If we were friends with one Chad Oliver when this trailer was released, we would be so pissed. You'd be pissed at me, yeah. Like the insane theories that he would come up with and try and convince us on, we would be like, I don't know, maybe. And then the movie just turns out to be this, and then Chad hates it more than anything because it just is. I don't know that you would actually. No, hate it. I, you mean, don't I, hate I it like it more than you do. Well. Yeah, I think that it's probably let down from expectations. I and... think so because I I went into this watch just thinking like. It's not as good as Ten Cloverfield Lane, which in my no. mind is a masterpiece. Not and even so close. I, I was do expecting think that movie is a masterpiece. I was expecting to be a little annoyed by it, and I was I I knew what to expect. I knew it was just a monster movie, uh, mm-hmm. with the found footage angle, and right. uh, going into it with that expectation, it's like, yeah, this is fine. I I like it. Yeah, but if you yeah. if you bring the baggage of the marketing campaign to it, well, I'm just talking about that for context. Like I have sure. seen this movie. Sure seven or eight times at this point oh, like wow. you know th- this was that, my second viewing of it yeah same yeah that may be the difference i remember mm-hmm. loving this movie when it came out uh, and so okay. the dip in quality to me was... i didn't i didn't see it when it came out i saw 10 cloverfield lane and uh, then i saw this movie i watched uh, this no, oh, i saw this i watched like, this to instantly. prepare for 10 cloverfield lane in in college y'all are wild wow okay i think i saw this in theaters actually oh yeah I think um, I would have really liked this movie. Well, actually, the thing about this movie in theaters is that the shaky cam is so hard to like handle yeah. in theaters. Yeah, I don't know. I don't mind shaky cam stuff. I really never have. Um, but so maybe that's why, because if you're an eighth grader or ninth grader or whatever, seeing this movie, it is your favorite movie ever made. Yeah. Because it's the first time you've seen anything like this. Mm-hmm. But so I think it was that expectation of remembering how much. I liked it at the time. It's a little bit, I wanted to cover a different movie that I think is more interesting and you guys didn't let me. Um, I think that both of the- Co- we I think they're to, equally interesting. I'm, Cody I'm wanted to talk, talk about, about guys. Hancock and yes. a, a movie that is maybe in the movie itself more interesting, probably worse than this movie in my memory. Um. Yeah, I don't think it is. I think they actually are pretty... Eh, I think I probably they're... like Hancock more, but it's also... I think they're both fascinating examples of marketing at the time. Yes. And like... Yeah, and then the Han- actual movie you get being something Is different. way different. Hancock is a lot stranger mm-hmm. and like profoundly more weird when you get into it. And this is more... <laughs> This is more straightforward. Yeah. 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 That is Uh, is interesting. I do think that this movie, I mean, this movie has spawned a franchise weirdly enough, and it's a weird franchise too. Mm -hmm. Um, There's one great entry. Uh, What did y'all think of the Cloverfield, uh, what was it? Paradox? Paradox. It was a a letdown. I'll say that much. So Cloverfield Paradox, they announced that they were going to put a Cloverfield movie on right after the Super Bowl. And they announced it like the day of the Super Bowl. No, they announced it on a trailer during the Super Bowl Super Bowl and said it will be available afterwards. Uh, And I watched it instantly. I I was losing my mind. I was like, (laughs) I could not wait for the Super Bowl to be over so I could start that movie. Oh, same, same. And it was... I remember refreshing the Netflix page, like, come on, <laughs> yeah. where is it? <laughs> I, I, 
it's hard to be objective with that kind of like stakes yes. going into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a huge letdown at the time. I'm sure like yeah. going back to it, it's like it a might be fine, fun. like space thriller. Yeah, I kind of want to rewatch it honestly because I think I would land on it's fine. Yeah, more than uh, because I was disappointed, but thought it was better than a lot of people reacting to it. But I think those uh, expectations are why people freaked out. Like Martin. the the arm thing, I liked a lot. That was like mm-hmm. creepy and fun. But yeah. I really don't remember much else about it. They opened up right, like parallel realities. Like yeah. yeah, and the and monster shows up at the end. Like the one from this movie. Yes. This they one. like they go back this to this is the shot at my background is Cody's the shot. virtual background. Did they is the so shot. Yeah. W- was it them causing the first Cloverfield movie to happen? I no. think that is the implication. Like I think that is the implication. The yes. reason I remember getting from it is that like they were in space and they were like they tried to get back to Earth and then when they got back to Earth, the Cloverfield monster was there and they're like, oh, but it was in the but they were future takes place in the future and like yeah. there was something about them accidentally sending monsters to different times and like the, yeah. that was the idea. Like when Overlord came out, people thought that was a secret Cloverfield movie. Yeah, first. which it's they, not, but it kind of would have been cool if it was. I yeah. would. That cool movie's kind of good. That movie is kind of good. I watched that movie in the best way to see that movie, which is in like a film festival. It's um, it's just a big action movie with a lot of violence. It's fun. Yeah, it's Nazi. It's, like a, it's Nazi zombies. The movie, right? Like basically. yeah, basically. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I and love Nazi zombies. Pretty good. Wyatt Russell's in it. Yeah, pretty good. Wyatt Russell's in it. I like I Wyatt Russell. I shook Wyatt Russell's hand after that movie when I watched it. Mark is going to not shut up about did, that. Did the you say Falcon and Winter Soldier did comes out. Did you say out. congratulations on the movie? I don't think I said anything. No. Yeah. Did you say thanks, future Captain America? Did you I was, know? I was like, who's your dad again? I always forget. Idiot. Okay, um, so Cody, really quick deviation. Um, I'm, I don't know much about Thunderbolts in the comics, yes. but... Mm-hmm. Um, and this could be a really stupid question, and just be prepared to call me stupid. Yeah, I'll call you stupid. stupid. You don't uh, have to tell Cody to call you stupid. He, he, he he'll just do it. Yeah. So, yeah. is there a world where at the end of WandaVision, like no. White Vision ends up being on that? Uh-uh. Team? No. no, no. Thunderbolts is normally uh, non magic. It, it's normally like. Yeah, it's Thunderbolts just, it's team. just with like with like the government created Captain America, and then we have this government created Vision. It just to me, it was like, oh, maybe they could both be on the team. But yeah, I, I don't, don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. We're also gonna look like dumbasses because the finale of WandaVision is oh, three that's days. True. Ago. It'll be out before a yeah. couple of days before this yeah. comes out. So. But no, I don't think so. I, Thunderbolts is gonna be like Zemo, Taskmaster, maybe. Yeah. Florence Pugh and and White Vision. No, uh, I no, no. Uh, <laughs> listeners, White Vision is what Chad calls Vision when he's in the forties. <laughs> yeah, that's something. Um, so Cloverfield. Um, yeah, it. I I think it was a little bit of that, and I've also been watching the MonsterVerse movies to prepare for uh, Godzilla v Kong um, versus Kong. Right. I think. <laughs> There's things about this movie that I like more than the the first of the new Godzilla movies. Right. You don't like the new Godzilla movie all that much. I haven't seen Gods and 
king of the god god, god of the god of the king monsters, of monsters king of monsters, king of monsters. why was i yeah. thinking the oh because it's godzilla <laughs> it's godzilla yeah 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 that's why kingzilla god of monsters king of like god that. uh remember king in the trailer god when he's zilla like of- oh my god and then the guy's like zilla, zilla. <laughs> yeah funny isn't that uh bradley whitford bradley whitford yeah yeah yep. it's a very bradley uh yeah no i'm talking about the first one you don't like it all that much i guess mm. i loved it on a rewatch i think it's great and i think that's it's, why it's fine i i'm more i like godzilla i like him <laughs> i don't give a fuck about the cloverfield monster See, i that, love godzilla I, my and the thing with me is i don't care about either of the monsters but the people are slightly more interesting in this than they are in godzilla mm. but the act the monster action is much better in godzilla but brian cranston is in godzilla for like a second he's nah, okay. he's good in it i think it, Aaron Taylor Johnson no, is like is fine in that movie. Elizabeth Olsen is wasted in that movie, but yes. she is good. I forgot that that movie has Wanda, has uh, Wanda and Pietro, but like Pietro, from different but they're, universes. Their hus- yeah. wife and they're married. They're married. Yes. Um, I think that movie's good. But Godzilla saves us from the Mudos. Fucking Clovey just tears shit up. I don't give a shit about Clovey. I love. Clovey's got a lot of babies, and those babies are yeah. Are there little baby Godzillas that run around that live in the subways? Well, there's the Mutos, which are the two things he fights, which are kind of cool. So are they baby Godzillas? Well, and okay, so I just watched Kong Skull Island, also a movie I think is maybe worse than this or equally as bad. It's it's not very good, and I like King Kong a lot. Like I like. Well, I think that's the problem. Yeah, that movie's not as we talked about. But Kong Skull Island, you don't like Kong in that movie. And that's a fundamental misunderstanding of King Kong to me. You're supposed to love King Kong. That uh, The 30s version, you're supposed to love him and feel bad for him. That's why it's an emotionally resonant thing. You love King Kong. Kong Skull Island was like, haha, what if he's cruel and just kills everybody? And it's, I guess it's our fault, but really, he's just a monster. And it's like, no, he's King Kong. So is he the villain in Kong versus Godzilla? No, the villain in Kong and Godzilla v Kong. Well, I call it Kong v Godzilla. No, Kong v Godzilla is the old movie where they fought. Um, Godzilla v Kong. um, Godzilla seems to be brainwashed or something and is attacking. And so Kong is protecting, but Mecha Godzilla is in it. It seems like the government did build a robot Godzilla. And so... Uh, it seems like Godzilla and Kong, I mean, uh, they will team up at the end of the movie and fight the bigger monster, which is probably going to be Mecha Godzilla. It's when they find it out sounds that good, the mommies guys. are the same name or something. And then they... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who cares? But it's fine. They're monsters and they fight and it's good, but I love them. Clovey? I don't, I, I don't have enough time with Clovey to like him. He, I don't like his design really anymore. His arms are too long. I thought he was cool when I first saw the movie, but now I really just don't think the design is all that good because, I mean, Super 8, the monster looks pretty similar. I think I like the Super 8 monster a little bit more. I need to Mm rewatch that movie. Clovey kind of looks like a big Sebulba. Yeah. Yeah, he does. You're not wrong about that. And the little guys, the little babies in the subway just look like Sebulba. No, they're smaller than Sebulba. Are they? Yeah. 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 They're like knee high. 
Um, here's my question about Tin Cloverfield Lane, right? Mm-hmm. The whole Tin Cloverfield Lane, for those who don't remember, is about Mary Elizabeth Winstead, yep. my love, who gets like she gets in a car wreck and then wakes up in a basement where John Goodman has like taken her, rescue her from something supposedly. She's like, I think John Goodman is low-key trying to kill me. Is it John Gallagher Jr.? She yes, I love her him. escape. I love him too. It look, it's a great cast. It's a great movie. Um, but the whole question of the movie is like, did John Goodman actually rescue them from something world ending or yeah. is he mm-hmm. gaslighting them? And right. as a viewer, yeah. you know that this is a Cloverfield movie. Right. Right. So th- that question is kind of moot. Kind yeah. of. So the, but... the the original it was it was a script yeah. that Cloverfield like bought. It was called like the bunker that JJ yeah. Abrams bought and produced. And so it wasn't a problem before because there was no branding. And uh, but yeah. like, honestly, as an audience member, I was kind of going through the same questions Mary Elizabeth Winstead was because like it did a good job at like convincing you at times that John Goodman was just insane. Yeah. Which he is, but also he's right. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, look, I, I have nothing against the movie. I think that it's a great movie, and I didn't think about this while watching the movie, although I imagine that this was in the back of my mind because I knew that I was going into a Cloverfield movie. Um, but I just think it's interesting that they were like – it's the big question of the movie is like kind of answered by the title in a way that I don't right. – off the top of my head, also think of another example. probably the best trailer ever made was that first 10 Cloverfield Lane trailer with the, the jukebox so playing, and then it ends with her running up and – trying to escape and then she sees something horrifying out the window and then the yeah. title reveal yeah okay i just looked up dan trackenberg who is the director of 10 cloverfield lane and yeah. what he's working on next um he, yeah let dan trackenberg create his own ip is what i beg hollywood to do or well, at least direct another movie yeah i mean he's is directing he's directing the next predator movie yeah but it's um to which i say give him his own ip <laughs> Well, but the angle is it's something to do with like a Native American tribe. I don't know. I've heard some interesting things about it that make it sound I'm, good. I'm sure it will be good. But Yeah, better like, than the last couple. His his filmography, but, right? If, if yeah. I remember correctly, he made that Power Rangers short, right? No. No. Who am I thinking of? I don't know, but that Power Rangers short sucks and it's not him. <laughs> he he had directed a portal. A, sh- a portal short, yeah. A portal short. That's what I was thinking about. He made the portal short, and then he played a Black Mirror Yeah, Playtest, which is play a really test, good episode. Yeah, which is really the one good. with Wyatt Russell in it. So. Yeah, again, Wyatt Russell. I shook his hand once. Um, good episode. Directed an episode of the... He directed the pilot of, of the, the boys. Of the boys, yeah. Which is a good pilot. It's good a good pilot. pilot. Hey, but he's no, a good director. Sh- shut up. Guess what other show he's directing and this gets me so hyped even though i've never seen these movies but just the idea of dan trackenberg directing the pilot of this reboot of a franchise he's directing the pilot of a show called langdon and if you think that means it's an adaptation of the dan brown character you are correct it is a (laughs) robert langdon tv series which sounds fucking rad yes 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 yes. it sounds like a mystery show about history (laughs) sounds pretty good i was talking to someone about those movies recently those movies all kind of suck but like 
I don't know. It's kind of fun to see <laughs> Tom Hanks run around in a wig trying to solve mysteries in the Vatican. Yeah, exactly. I'm not. If we're gonna be mad at mysteries, <laughs> like okay, that's fine. Um, okay, but, but that this also movie. makes me ask the question: When are we getting a National Treasure TV series? They're working on it. Yeah. Not, not the. I mean, it's 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 truly being talked about. They're truly like talking about it for Disney Plus. Do you think but... they get Nicolas Cage back, or do you think they like? It's do a new character or something benjamin gates i think it's like his kid or something mm, i don't like that yeah it's but... be benjamin gates and it's got to be nicholas cage um you could get nicholas cage to be in your tv show now what if he is like the john voight role to his like kid like well, that's what how you old could do. his kid even be when did the last one come out he didn't have a kid in the last one you know what's fucked up his kid b- could be 17 when did Book of Secrets come out? Oh, Book of Secrets was 2007, but you could fudge some things by the time it comes out. But the sure. first movie was Who 2004. Know that he's yeah, exactly. The first movie was 2004, which is 17 years ago. And it doesn't have the same girl between the first and second movies, right? No, yeah, the it's, same, the, same it's the same girl. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's uh, Diane Kruger. Mm-hmm. Um, Cloverfield, <laughs> to bring it back to that. Um, can we play this game? Who can okay. name an actor that's in the Cloverfield Paradox? Cloverfield Paradox. There's uh, a big the, actor, the David Oliel. I can't pronounce. Oh, Oyelowo. Yeah, that sounds about right. It. But yeah. also, um, the guy, uh, Chris, uh, uh, Irish guy from Bridesmaids. Oh, Chris O'Dowd. O'Dowd. Chris O'Dowd. I forgot he was in it. Yeah. yeah. And isn't Debicki in it? Oh, she might be. I'm pretty I sure. Who, I didn't know who she was when I watched that movie. But no, me either. Me either. Uh, okay, guys. Her the legs cast are as is... long as Clover as Clovey's arms. The thing is, the cast is actually good because it is. Um... It's a Cloverfield movie. I mean, if you said to any actor who's like doing, you know, decent to okay in their career, and like you want to be in a Cloverfield, they'll be like, yeah. So it is Elizabeth Debicki, wow. Donald. Is Logue she the one that's like stuck on 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 Earth while everyone else is in space? I think she. I don't think so. I think she's in the. I think she's show. got an Earth plot. Maybe I'm thinking of someone I don't else. Know. But um, Daniel Brühl, um, mm-hmm. Baron Zemo himself, mm-hmm. is in it. And the lead actress is uh, Gugu Mbatha Raw. Um, so, um, yeah, it's I'm got a good cast. Gugu for Gugu. Yes. Um, I don't know, guys. Does does the emotional core of this movie like no. work at all? Yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> I agree. No. So the whole emotional <laughs> core of this movie... Is this dude running into the center of the attack to yep. save his girlfriend? Which but is not his girlfriend. girlfriend. They they not... fucked once is the implication. They were oh, friends and right. they fucked once. But he loves her. But he loves her. But he's moving to Japan. He's moving to Japan. But he can change for her. I do think there's something in like the lore that the movie was doing before that the company that he's working for may be what woke up Clovey. I think there's oh. something like that. May there was so much like backstory shit that's just not yeah. in the movie at all. Yeah. None of it's in the movie. Um, um so he runs into Midtown uh and through tunnels and all of this stuff, gets to this apartment complex where her apartment complex is basically completely destroyed. 
Yes. They yeah, finally it's leaning on another building. I actually they, like really like that. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> they yeah. climb up and move they, over. Th- yeah, they yeah. run up the the stairs of the skyscraper next to it to the roof and then mm-hmm. climb back down. You know how it I has... would have loved to see that scene? Yeah. Not in shaky cam. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you there. Yeah. Um she has a piece of rebar through her chest where yeah. her heart usually would be. No, it's it's off. To the side. She looks extremely. It's like dead. in the shoulder. Yeah, no, I know. I, don't uh, I mean, not to cinema sense it, but she would be dead. There's kind yeah, of no. When they pull the rebar it. out of her shoulder, or rather I pull her off it. the rebar, yeah. it's like that she would just bleed out from that yeah. point. Like, truly. Definitely. I, I, yeah. Definitely. It's a movie that, like, tries to. If this were some other genre of movie, like a Fast and Furious movie or something, I'd be oh, like, oh yeah, who fucking whatever. Cares? Dwayne the yeah. Rock Johnson can get rebar through his heart yeah. and survive. That's fine. Yeah. But the fact that this movie is trying to be this like grounded, realistic. What if a monster movie actually happened, and we're just like in the, the heart of it? Like, mm-hmm. it's trying. If it's trying to be that movie, like you can't do that rebar scene. It's it just feels like it belongs in a different movie. How do we feel about the fact that when you get bit by a mini a clovey, you turn into a clovey or something? No, you explode. No, you just explode. You explode. explode. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You explode into juice that the baby clovies can eat, I think is the is is mm. the purpose of you exploding. Gotcha. But I don't know that for sure. I hey, didn't like to see Lizzie Kaplan go that way. No. It's no, it, it was, is a bummer. No bueno. We should talk about the fact that there is a reboot of this movie in the works. Like, oh, not a sequel. Cloverfield. Oh, that's right. Well, it's an yeah. anthology series. No, so. but, no but this one's a, not an anthology. This one's a direct sequel, sequel to Cloverfield. To yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense to, like, continue this thread. I'm not mad about that. I guess. I mean, yeah, I just, like, follow him on the, on the helicopter. But, like, is TJ there? No, 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 no. no. They're it all cannot dead. be found footage, I think. I don't think it can be a found footage movie, but it probably will be, and that will be the wrong call, I think. But also, like, all the characters in this are dead, so it's just, like, this monster. It's just a new monster movie with this monster. Yeah, and I don't yeah. care about Clovey. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you can I make think- a... Good monster movie. I like kind of care about Clovey. I don't hate Clovey. I think if they He's a good if, little boy. If they do some slight redesigns to Clovey to make him stand out, which a I'm bit more, sure they yeah. will. Yeah. Yeah. You honestly barely see him in this. And I and I think Clovey's design is just so muddy muddy and gray that he mm-hmm. just is not all that compelling to look at. And I think when you have Godzilla and Mothra and Kong and stuff like that. Now your your monster design has to be a little. They'll better. probably like yeah. double the budget of this original movie. Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah probably. I I what don't is think the... it'll be found footage. Do you have the yes, numbers? Like, what is the budget of this movie? Because twenty five, twenty five million. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What did it make? It's pretty in the box cheap office? for a made like fifty, uh, I think. 172.4 million. I kind of just guessed, to be honest wow. with you. I thought I'd saw 50 somewhere on the Wikipedia page, but maybe it was like... But yeah, it's it's a movie that, like, in my head, it's, like, in the same ballpark of Paranormal Activity and its budget, but those are all, like, $5 million movies. Uh, the first yeah. Paranormal Activity was... Five hundred thousand dollars? Five hundred thousand? That something, sounds right. Something in that ballpark. Yeah. Somewhere in that ballpark. And then the rest are all five million. Um, yeah. But, but they don't uh, have to make it. It cost five million dollars to put Clovey on screen. Yeah. So like just straight up. As, as I was least. watching it this time, it was like occurring to me, like, oh no, this does have a proper budget. 
but sure. tw- 25 is lower than I yeah. would have expected. It looks great for 25 million. They were able to I, do I, a lot with the monsters. I hope if it's a true Cloverfield 2, then it, let us do- delve into the mystery then. Like we have I think they will. monster movies. We don't need it to be just a literal another attack a city monster movie i think i think it's gotta be feel like a sequel to this movie kind of has to explain some of the lore a little bit or like give us at least new questions to ask it's gotta elevate things a little bit how does this movie end like this movie oh it just ends with them under a bridge and they say they love each other and presumably the the bombs go off or right we're right so clovey may be dead clovey may be dead which that could be an interesting ground to take i mean and then we see the old footage that they were taping over of the the day at coney island yeah that's shit sucks uh i don't know i kind of liked them cutting back to old footage it's not how a camera works but it it is a film camera yeah well the one with like digital tape which is like the kind of camera they had okay fine because i i had i had a camcorder like that where i would i would like rewind the tape and tape over things and sometimes if you like didn't fast forward to the exact right spot you'd get a little bit of the extra in there it's a good narrative device to tell that emotional core i just don't I don't think either one of those actors are necessarily no, all that great. No, and so the romance stuff doesn't really work for me all that well. No, I'm with you there. Um, it's, absolutely. It's, it's okay. Yeah. It's passable, yeah. but it's it, like, yeah. The dynamics of the group are like fairly complicated for yeah. like the, they, I, I could not follow like, who was who and who was dating who and who was cheating on who with who. Yeah, and uh, like Lizzie Chaplin's character is like Kaplan. Ba- or sorry, Kaplan. Uh yeah. she's like a fringe friend. Like she's kind she's of not a, yeah, she, she's, she's like not a, a close friend. Of the friend. Of yeah. one of the people. She's got, a friend uh, of the girlfriend of the brother. Of the props brother, yeah. right. Yes. Um, but TJ Miller has a crush on her. That is her connection. Um, yeah. It's a good reason to risk your life for your sister, friends, boyfriend's brother. No, friends, brother's girlfriend's friend. Yeah. She should have gone with the military when she had the <laughs> Absolutely. She, she <laughs> like TJ Miller would have died, and that's okay because he died yeah. anyways. Honestly, right. I'm trying to think like, I guess it's different because you guys are like married to your wives. But like, <laughs> if you guys were like, "Hey, there's a natural disaster. I gotta go get my wife." Would I go with you? I think you would. Maybe depends on what the natural disaster is. I mean, it's the let's say it's the Cloverfield monster, and and y'all are visiting me in Los Angeles, California. You know, comparable city size so you got the chaos of the crowds and everything look i don't want to make this too gross and make mark kind of choose but like mark has not interacted with laura all that often he really hasn't that's true he has interacted with olivia well let, let, let's say laura and olivia went out to santa monica other side of town to look, have a girl's day while we went to go watch uh, okay power rangers 3 or whatever oh don't tempt me with a good time this this is a little bit different and i guess this is part of it is like if i'm the only one not going with the group i have <laughs> some peer pressure there but like yeah. it's it's just like I don't know. It, watching it, if I was if I was TJ Miller, right? 
I wouldn't be TJ Miller. But if I was the TJ Miller character in this movie, and I I don't I don't think I'm gonna live if I go to Midtown. In no, fact, no, no. In that scenario, TJ Miller and Lizzie Kaplan go off themselves, and the 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 almost sister-in-law and Rob go and find the yeah. girlfriend because the sister-in-law was also friends with that character that is more realistically of what that break would have been but then you don't have a movie because you don't have sociopath tj miller filming with a camera hey at what point do you put the fucking camera down huh i'd say pretty close to immediately i think i get pretty close to immediately i think i get the footage of the lady liberty head and then i'm like stop recording certainly don't record my friends grieving over like his dead brother just because i feel it's inappropriate yeah, i'm pretty that's sure once about that, when i would stop once that bridge breaks i'm dropping yep. the camera i'm yep. like i'm not oh, yeah. like putting it down i am dropping it in fear and it's yeah. getting stepped on and the, and the thing is like i am so bad about pulling out my phone to like take video or cameras anyway i wouldn't have pulled it out in the first place to do video of it i would have been like put your fucking phone let's go let's go let's go you'd see me on my phone where like everyone has a hd camera on them all the time now yeah Yeah. that you a character like tj miller wouldn't exist where he's like no this is gonna be important one day i'd right there's going to be a billion videos. I do not have to be the to one get who gets it. Yeah. Exactly. I would I would yell, "Mark, get off your phone. Let's go." I would be on my phone, but I would be like checking Twitter and be yeah, like, no, I, 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 take I, me too. I, legitimately me too. Yeah, I would be on and Twitter like, being like, "Where's safe?" Uh, right. <laughs> I'd be like tapping through Instagram stories being like, "She's got a good fit on today." <laughs> the thing is like, I and again, like I don't want us to cinema sends it and be like, oh, we would have dropped the camera, which I don't think is what we're doing. Like, it just is what our natural reactions would be. But you kind of just have to accept that in the found footage world. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, fucking what's the movie that's like? Chronicle. Yeah, that movie yeah. is like you roll with it, but it makes no fucking sense for the cameras to keep rolling. And that's another movie where like, that's Some the one with the have... really fun conceit of the guy with his telekinesis powers, yes. though, picking up yeah. a billion cameras so you can have multiple camera angles. It's awesome. It, it yeah, is. I love, it. I love that. It's but so the, good. As time goes by, I really am like, found footage does not have a ton of uses that really fill I feel like necessarily. The, it's perfect the, for paranormal activity where it's yes. like or like searching which i think things. is brilliant because it all takes place on yes. a or unfriended that, that which is fun. a zoom call those, those are, are different. those are like a different that's like a subgenre within the found yeah. footage world because it is yeah. found footage but it's like it's, it's like all found footage yeah. yeah i love those movies they're fun yeah but yeah i don't know they, i mean found footage like most of the time you can just roll with it and it's fine but there there's yeah. definitely sometimes where it's like i don't know man this doesn't seem like it would track um okay let's do our standard kind of questions let's let's wrap this bad boy up unless cape you guys check. have can i can i start yet. cape check hold on do you guys have anything else no you want to say about cloverfield i mean i feel like we've we said my thoughts yeah i it's, think we've it's, it's oh fine, fine, i did want to say today. that i had a laugh out loud moment when they asked if tj miller's filming over the the old tapes and he's like no and then it cuts immediately <laughs> to like a yeah. like just yeah. a, short, a short clip made me laugh really hard it's, it's pretty good it's thing. pretty good pretty good at it yeah i i think the other thing that we want 
that we kind of hit on before, but I just want to reemphasize. Every person involved in this movie makes something better later. Yeah. And that that's mm-hmm. kind of the thing. Like, I think Matt Reeves has better movies, I think. Um, I mean, Drew Dawn Goddard of the Planet of the Apes is literally a masterpiece. And I'll find yeah, anyone good. who says it isn't. It's so um, I also kind of like Let Me Go, which he directed. I haven't seen that. It's on my list. It's pretty good. Um, but Drew Goddard obviously does. Um, we actually may be talking about two more Drew Goddard movies on this. Really? Uh, that's right the martian <laughs> no his other two uh movies um and then jj obviously um jj a person i loved in 2008 and who i yeah. don't love as much now because he just hasn't made a lot of original stuff in a while um yeah it's kind of a bummer but okay so best picture alumni <laughs> nobody 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 yeah. what yeah, no, absolutely nobody, right? Like not absolutely even, nobody. Not even yeah. behind the camera. <laughs> no, those are the people who we will get going for. Like, yeah, we yeah. haven't even done a JJ before, but we'll talk about Goddard again. Mm-hmm. I don't know that we'll talk about Reeves again, but you know, is Super um, Eight one of your picks, Cody? Mm-mm. No, okay. No, ten ten. Um, 10-10. so Cape Check hit me. Okay, Mark, you wanted this. TJ Miller is in yeah. Deadpool. That's all I got. That might be so. TJ Miller one. is also in Big Hero Six. Yes, he right. is. That's right. Yep. I have another one. Yes. At the party, uh-huh. uh, Shades from Luke Cage is there. I don't know the actor's name. Wait, um, what? Yeah, Shades from Luke ben, Cage. Uh, is is that the guy that's also in he... uh, Mad Men? No, that's someone. Okay. That's so the the guy I'm talking about, he's Shades and Luke Cage, and he is the guy that, uh, or no, he's not the guy that Beth brings as like a date, because that is the guy from Superstore and Mad That's Men. Ben yes. Feldman. Yeah. 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 I'm talking about Shades from Luke Cage. Okay. Cool. Oh, okay. I he guess attends, he's in it. He attends the party. <laughs> okay. Fine. I, all right. I didn't have that one. Cool. Uh, um, okay. I've, I've bested you. Is there another cape? Oh, there's uh, are these five re- more. Are these real capes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, the guy from Superstore and Mad Men, Ben something. Yes. Is he in a superhero pro- project? Yes, he is. Was he in that Powered show? No. Okay. He is in Big Hero 6, the series. Oh. The series? <laughs> yeah. So bizarre. It Big Hero, we got Big Hero 6 is so cool. No, no that's a, that is a superhero property. I'll give them that. Yeah. Okay, okay. Lizzie Kaplan's got to be in something. Um, <laughs> this one, some bullshit. Are you going to count true. her as now you see me? No, I thought about it because it is kind of a superhero-ish thing. Is this no, one? Is this one animated? Nope. Are you going to say that the Masters of Sex have a superheroes of sex? No, this one's fucked up and <laughs> I forgot about it, but Okay, I'll just tell you. The true there's no way. No, no, there's no way you guys will get this one. What is it? What is she it? is in a Marvel one shot back when they did those. She is in the Marvel one shot <laughs> called Item 47, which I do believe takes place before Avengers. That's, uh, that's Thor's hammer, right? Is Item 47? I think so. I think yes. it's so like... like a Cap 2. No, sorry, Iron Man 2 one shot. So. Anyway, she's in that, which is fucked up. <laughs> Okay, so that's Lizzie Kaplan. You have. Were there any superheroes in that one shot? 
come on, it's Marvel. It's Marvel. It counts. <laughs> the Thor's hammers in it. Okay. Um, two of them are behind the scenes people. Well, oh, Matt well, Reeves is never, making Batman. We've never counted that. No, I have. I definitely have. And Drew okay, Goddard did Drew Daredevil. Did Daredevil? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one more actor. You guys aren't going to get it. Jessica Lucas, who is the sister-in-law character, she is on Gotham. Mm-hmm. So that's our cape check. Okay. Uh, um, we talked about the budget already. This has a 77 on Rotten Tomatoes, 3.3 on Letterbox. Both of those feel kind of right to me. I gave it a 2.5 this time, but that still feels mostly right for me. Yeah. It, it's a uh, fine movie. It's Cody, fine. what did you have it as before? Like, what was your rating before you watched it? I think the last time it was a 3.5. So we, we just reversed positions. Yeah. Because I had a 2.5 going into this. Yeah. Um, so we've got to rank the movies that we covered in 2008. So we talked about Wally. We talked about Burn After Reading. We talked about Dark Knight. Dark Knight. About Cloverfield, and we talked about, about who wants to be a Slumdog Millionaire. Right. So anybody have their their list? Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and go first. Okay. Dark Knight number one. Yeah. Uh, best movie. I love it. I recently took it out of my letterbox top four because it's kind of a bad look. Um, <laughs> a little bit. I put but Dunkirk there instead because I still had to Perfect. have my boy Chrissy. Yeah. Um, number two is probably Wally, then Burn After Reading, and then yeah. uh, Who Wants to Be a Why do I always call it that? Slumdog Millionaire. Know. And so that um, wasn't a bit, that was actually just like you misspeaking. <laughs> it's yeah. like kind of my mon- mnemonic device of like, I know what the movie is about. Who wants to be a millionaire? And yeah. the word millionaire is in there. So, I mean, um, and, true. And, and then Cloverfield is number five. All right. Um, I'll go. I have Wally in number one, Burn After Reading in number two, Dark Knight in number three, um, Cloverfield, then wow. Slumdog, I hmm. think is my order. My list is Wally, Dark Knight, Burn After Reading, Slumdog, Cloverfield. I'm really not mad about any of those rankings. No. Uh, as like honestly, I these liked, rankings, as long as I like our R three are the top three, right? Yeah. You're fine in my book. Then we did pretty good. Yeah. Um, now though, is Cloverfield better than Wally? No, no. We just determined. No, that. we all determined. Yeah, that. that was kind of unanimous there. But the bigger question is. Is Wally better than No Country for Old Men? We are searching for the best movie of all time. I will go first. I'm gonna say yeah. You because, say Wally is better. Yeah, I think so. I uh maybe I'm just voting for my pick. I like No Country for Old Men a lot. Wally's more enjoyable for me to watch. So, okay. I is there part of me that is like I don't want us to end. <laughs> With a Coen Brothers movie, could end as with the pirates. Not, not I'm still mad about where it's not Pirates of the Caribbean. That's my um, only thing. I'm mad it's not Titanic. That's the movie it really still should be. We but... have to get back to a boat movie. <laughs> um, Wait, are we gonna? I want everyone we'll to talk think, about. Are it we gonna talk about another boat movie? Oh yeah, we'll talk about it afterwards. But I don't I think we think will. I'm going with Wally. I, I I find it really compelling in the love story and just. The things that that movie can do really well. Again, it's it's things I've said before where No Country isn't even my favorite 
Coen Brothers movie. So um, it would mm-hmm. feel a little disingenuous. So I'm going with Wally. So I am going to go with No Country for Old Men. Yeah. And reasoning is kind of this. I think Wally's first 30 minutes is probably the best movie ever made. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just like literally perfect. Uh, and then the stuff up in the spaceship is fun and good, but it does feel like it's taking time to just be fun for the kids for a little bit. It feels like a deviation from the masterpiece. It's still good up there. Don't get me wrong. And I feel like no country doesn't have a weak spot like that. I feel like it's more well-rounded and more profound in some ways. They're both very profound movies. Yeah. I don't know. But if I have to pick one, I'm going to say no country. And that space deviation is kind of what I point to as why I, I see no country as being successful as being like a popcorn thriller in some ways, while also being in some ways. Yeah. While also being more than that. Um, I think I get a little bored with the middle of no country for old men, but I still think, I mean, I respect your choice. Yeah. The resolution of no country for old men. I understand it's poignant, but I still am a little like. <sighs> sleepy frustrated and sleepy yeah um i more or less agree with chat here about yeah. i think that the first 30 minutes of um wally is maybe like the best 30 minutes of any pixar movie um and like up there with any like 30 minutes of any movie mm-hmm. um it's just great it really is i think once you get to space it kind of slows down a lot the simplicity that made the the intro so great is kind of lost um and what's interesting is you both say slow down when it actually speeds up yeah i don't know what i understand what you're saying if i said like if i said slow down i meant something else but yeah right right right, yeah, yeah it's it's like the 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 beauty of it is is kind of uh lost mm-hmm. or at least it's yeah. like you know the the space dance is great yeah, but like there's okay. a, there's transcendent. those those transcendent moments are like few and far between once you're in mm-hmm. space, mm-hmm. Um, and I think that no country is, I don't know if poignant's the right word, but I think it's not as like clean as Wally mm-hmm. is, and part of that is because like you know Wally is kind of made to be what like I don't want to call it a kids movie, but when you make a movie for, and you know that your target audience is going to be children. Family, like it's gonna hit all quadrants. Yes, you have to like kind of answer a lot of questions and leave Mm -hmm. everything resolved pretty cleanly Mm -hmm. in a way that no country doesn't feel obligated to do. And that's just kind of what I like more in my movies is being left with something to kind of think over. Which is why Mark loved the little things. Uh, (laughs) It's a bad movie that ends kind of uh, very messily. Um, yeah, that's fine. I mean, this no control men's good, you know. I the best movie gonna... of our lifetime so far. So I don't far. know if it's I I don't know if it's gonna make it the next 12 years, 13 yeah, years. Yeah, I I kind of don't think it will, but that I hurts my bread. Uh, that, that hurts my bread. That hurts Why? my brain. <laughs> that hurts my brain that we're in 2008 and we're like 13 we're like years barely behind. halfway through. <laughs> yeah, it's fucked up. How is 2008 13 years ago? That's fucked up. 
I can't wait till we have to talk about, I don't have any guesses for what's winning best picture this year, but we'll talk about uh, that. We'll no, we got Madland. We it's probably no Madland. No Madland's good. Um, Ooh, I should watch that tonight. It's on Hulu. Yeah, it's good. Um, so anyway, um, no Madland, more like Gomo Madland. Nope. Sorry. Anyway. Hey, Mark, what's the best movie uh, of our lifetimes? Uh, no Country for Old Men. Chad, what's the best movie of our lifetime? No Country for Old Men. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Chad A. Oliver yeah, uh, and Letterboxd. Um, and you can also listen to my matter. new podcast. Oh. Uh, okay, that's that. Okay, that's fine. Plug that. We don't have to plug our... The so Lord of the Rings sentence. I think by the time this episode comes out, it'll be the same week as episode one. So it'll it'll come out. I haven't picked a day yet. I'm thinking Wednesdays. What do you think about Wednesdays, Cody? I'm sorry. That's fine. This is a weekly podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Once already a week. banked four episodes. So. I'm not worried about recording. I'm worried about how long this podcast is going to be releasing forever yeah, like, until I'm finished with the books, and then and then I'm going to do the movie Tolkien minute by minute. Um, once I'm done with the books. What about the the movies minute by minute? What about the Hobbit? What about the Cimmerillion? Um. Again, these these are probably going to be Patreon uh, okay. episodes. Whatever, we get that going. Okay. But yeah, it's the Lord of the Rings sentence, the most meticulous guide through J.R.R. Tolkien's uh, most famous work, the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Uh, sentence by sentence, every every week we we dive into a new sentence, and um, uh, we recorded a couple episodes with Cody. Uh, Mark's mm-hmm. coming up on the show soon. Um, it's gonna, it's going to be great, guys. Mark's coming out. Up it'll, in month it'll two, it'll be coming up like ten weeks from now. So. Yeah, it's fucked one up. month from now and half of a page from now. <laughs> yep, not even half of a page. Like so the end of this paragraph. <laughs> you don't have to find me on social. My Twitter is private right now, but um, you um, Chad is starting a new podcast called Lord of the Rings Sentence, but he is also starting another new podcast. Will there be another episode of this show before that podcast comes out? Yes, there will. So we won't tell you exactly what it is yet, but there is a, another show that Chad is doing because he was had a lot of free time. Um, but I am co-hosting that show, and we'll kind of tell you guys what that show is going to be later. It's going to uh, be the best excited. show ever. Yeah. Um, my spinoff podcast is, if it happens, it's not happening for a while. So don't yeah. worry. We tried to get Mark to do this this one, um, but it's fine. He said no. You'll be guessing on both of these podcasts. Yeah, yeah. I'll yeah, be yeah. all over the place. Mark, I, I think Mark is going to be on that podcast that's mine and Chad's three times on the schedule or think, something yeah. like that. Yeah, there's there's three two regular times. episodes and then the finale. Yeah, uh, of at least on. season one. I might continue you're, on. After he's, you're not going to be hurt he's on the Mark. I'm huh? all over the place. I'm yeah, on well, Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Letterboxd. Mark, I'm on Mark Twitter. At Wallington Mark. Um, yeah. Cody. Hold on. Here. Mark is going to be on the finale of that show. And the main reason is we talk to Mark a lot. And so we know that he will be available when we need to do that finale. Because we'll need to do it very fast. Yeah. And for that, we appreciate Mark, our good friend. For being there. And for Cody. Being there. Uh, where can people find you? I guess you don't want people to find you, but what is Not the best? Now. What is the best movie of our lifetime up until this point? It's no country for old men. Thanks everybody for listening, and remember that maybe you should have left town a little bit earlier, right?
On the next episode of Best Pictures, we're talking about my pick for the best movie of 2009, Inglorious Bastards. It was just on Netflix, and I guess it got taken down. So you got to rent it or own the DVD. Or maybe sail the high seas. Maybe maybe pirate this thing. Um, and if you're looking for it, it's spelled wrong. Yeah. It's an E instead of an A in the second A of Bastards. It's probably on cable. Right? Yeah. It's on cable. Know, you didn't like, realize it was spelled wrong? No. Yeah, both words are spelled wrong. We'll talk about this next time. Really? Yes. That's crazy. I, I, I never paid it that much attention, I guess. Well, it's a good movie, and I love it, and we will talk about it on and the next really episode. it's really fucking long. But it's really only like five scenes long, so it's fine. And half of it's in German. Love it. All right, we'll see you on the next one. Bye.